Hear your names. Mr. Brown, Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blue, Mr. Orange, and Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Pink? Because you're a faggot, all right? <laughs> Why can't we pick our own colors? No way, no way. Try it once, it doesn't work. You get four guys all fighting over who's going to be Mr. Black. But they don't know each other, so nobody wants to back down. No way. I pick. You're Mr. Pink. Be thankful you're not Mr. Yellow. Yeah, but Mr. Brown, that's a little too close to Mr. Shit. Well, Mr. Pink sounds like Mr. Pussy. How about if I'm Mr. Purple? I mean, that sounds good to me. I'll, I'll be Mr. Purple. Yeah, not Mr. Purple. Some guy on some other job is Mr. Purple. You're Mr. Pink. Who cares what your name is? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're Mr. White. You have a cool-sounding name. All right, look, if it's no big deal to be Mr. Pink, you want to trade? Hey, nobody's trading with anybody. This ain't a goddamn fucking city council meeting, you know. Now listen up, Mr. Pink. There's two ways you can go on this job. My way or the highway. Now what's it gonna be, Mr. Pink? Jesus Christ, Joe, fucking forget about it. It's beneath me, you know. I'm Mr. Pink, let's move on. I'll move on when I feel like it. You got the goddamn message? So goddamn man, how are you guys? You can hardly talk. Let's go to work. What were the skies like when you were young? They went on forever. When I we lived in Arizona, and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them, and uh, they were long and clear. There were lots of stars at night. And when it would rain, they were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Uh, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow and on fire. The clouds would catch the colors everywhere. That's it, neat, because I used to look at them all the time when I was little. You don't see that.
DJ eases a spliff from his lyrical lips and smilingly orders, Cease!
when you lived on Standard Road. Listen to your sister when she came home from school. She was two years older and she had boys in her room. Listen outside, I heard her. All right. Well, that was all right for a while. But soon I wanted more. I want to see it as well as here. And so I, I hid inside her wardrobe. And she came home round four. And she was with some kid called David. And from the garage of the This is Ross Punk and welcome to the Lifeline. This is show number eight. The years are 91 to 94 and this is a real highs and low time for me. The first three records that we listened to started up with the orb, little fluffy clouds. Just after I started doing some parties in a film studio in Battersea, one of the first acts that I booked down there was um, Alex doing uh, The Orb. This was kind of his, um, when he started doing his live stuff as The Orb, not, not the Land of Oz 
chill out bar but proper orb events um, and I was doing lots of lighting and visuals as well as putting on shows at this film studio and I know Alex from old um, from when he used to be a roadie for Killing Jokes so we got chatting and I ended up doing lighting and visuals for the orb and this went on for quite a few years I toured with them in America I did the lighting for them at Glastonbury um, but it kind of came to a bit of a, uh, a grinding halt I think stuff was happening I was partaking too much at the time um, and also I was working for Primal Scream so early 90s Screamer Delica yeah it was brilliant and I, you know, I was doing the lighting for the primals as well at the time but uh, I was also trying to keep up with them and if anyone knows their um, what they like their reputation yes it's true and I came apart a little bit at the time but more about that later um, I followed the orb with St Etienne only love will break your heart um, I did work for St Etienne as well at the time and I got some memorable experiences with going going to Japan with them, doing some live shows out there. And I also did a few shows for the following band. That, that was Pulp doing Babies. I did did a couple of shows for them. I should have really gone on to do more, but I was overstretched and I was overcommitting myself. Um, but hey ho, you know these things they come and go. Um, life takes its ups, takes its downs, just take its square on the chin, don't you, and move on. Talking of moving on, here we go with some, uh, probably in a bit of a different vein now.
That was hardcore. The first of those three records was Killing Joke called Pandemonium. Uh, I went, I did a bunch of live shows for Killing Joke during this period, 93, 94. I'd kind of fallen out of love with lighting for a bit. I went and started doing some cooking at the youth studio Butterfly in Brixton. I was just living across the road. But I do like two or three days a week where I'd go and cook vegetarian food for people. Um, but youth uh, and the other guys from Killing Joke managed to persuade me to come and do some lighting with them. Do you know what? It, I really enjoyed it. Um, great band, great bunch of guys. Thanks, Martin, for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, it was, it was just great. I, I loved every moment of it. Followed that, Josh Wink, High State of Consciousness. Um, let me let me give you a quote from a guy called Martin Black from the Acid House Facebook page, which kind of sums up my feeling but I, I think he's really captured it perfectly yeah martin says let me take you back it's 1995 we're at the height of the dance revolution the club is utterly packed everyone i mean everyone is off their tits sweat is dripping from the ceiling and from nowhere as no one had ever heard this track before it was white vinyl higher state is dropped upon a square in our face I remember people just standing, jaws dropped, gasped, trying to understand what they had just experienced. It was brilliant. It holds a special place in my heart and it's a big yes from me. I mean, it's a direct quote from Martin and thanks for putting that. I mean, he captured my sentiments exactly. I heard it at a boy's own gig where um, the Dust Brothers or Chemical Brothers or Dust Brothers as they were known then, they dropped that and yeah I, I completely am there with you martin um followed that with the dust brothers or chemical brothers doing la trieste durera i mean it's really the manic street preachers but the only bit really recognizable that is the vocal part um again it just takes me back to a great party st james near victoria yeah Big Beat was just happening, Sunday Social down at uh, Portland Place as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, special, special, special times.
like to do is something extraordinary. Something big, something mega, something copious, something capacious, something kajunga.
dance music and big beat it's the brit pop time as well 
Um, I'm going to clubs like Magic and Smashing, which are kind of hotbeds of Britpop people and Britpop music and kind of other out there stuff. Um, things you would have heard there was stuff like the last three records, which was the Breeders doing Cannonball, which I will still drop if I, you know, go out and get the chance to DJ. I still think it's a great record. Um, followed that, Elastica, Connection, Thanks Wire. Yeah, I think Wire made a few bucks from that as well. Um, and we followed that with Tricky doing Black Steel, which is a slab of punk from that trip hop master. Somebody asked me recently from, uh, they said, when you were doing the lighting, of what's your most memorable moment? I have two. One of them was from the period 91-94. Um, I did Glastonbury and I was doing the lighting for both the Orb and Primal Screen. Primal Screen were headlining, the Orb were coming on just before. I did both bands, I did the lighting on the main stage for them. Just brilliant. I mean it was the experience for me, fantastic. I look back on it now and it was just stunning to be there that many people operating a big lighting desk I mean it, the, the sense the excitement the everything about it was just brilliant being with your mates the music that you love people that you love just stand out
Record. Well, that was Rare Earth. They were the only white band to be signed to Motown, um, and it's their kind of rock funk fusion. Um, I just want to celebrate. Yeah, let's celebrate. Um, that just takes me back to magic, thrashing myself around the place, getting down with a slippery run there. Um, followed that, garbage, queer. Uh, I was hanging out with the slippery run quite a lot over at a flat in Warwick Avenue getting up to all kinds of bad behaviour um, that's just something there from that time as well uh, followed that Porter's head it's flip flop trip hop time uh, that when it came out I, I think there was a bit of a battle there between Tricky and Porter's head um, I think Porter's head just managed to get that out before his Maximaya stuff but it, it, Jeff Barrow is doing some you know brilliant stuff then he's doing some brilliant stuff now 
I mean, I'm going to be getting onto some of that later. I think the slippery one just put it in his last drop of biscuit. Uh, it was that beak track, which I was going to drop, but he nicked it from me and got there before me. This is now war. This is Ross Punk signing off now. I'm going to leave you with one last little tune. Um, Primal Scream, I'm losing more than I'll ever have. It's not really featured on much of their recorded material. I think it was on a B-side of a 12-inch. Uh, do you know what? I don't know. But I do love this record. And it was a staple that they used to do live. I've got such fond memories of their live shows. But it was also a bit bittersweet as well. Um, I kind of lost the plot a bit, really. Um, but yeah, Primals... They still have my utmost respect. We stop crying. I know you know I've been lying. We stop crying. I know you love. Me is dying. There ain't nothing I wouldn't do to get myself back close to you. Please stop crying. I'm sorry I hurt you. I betrayed you. Trusted me and I betrayed you If I've been